Welcome back to another episode of the Chirpin' Yodis, where we have officially added a fourth member. We have a guest. It's a full house tonight. We have uh, Haynes officially joining as the fourth member of your favorite podcast, at least it's my favorite. And the godfather of Arizona sports himself, Mac, has graciously rejoined us. Boys, how are we doing tonight? Doing well. Doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. Been a while. Of course. It has. Yeah, we always love to have it's it's always a pleasure obviously haynes uh welcome back to your second episode in a row awesome to have you join in full time and uh, excited to get this one rocking and rolling but uh grandy how you doing this lovely evening oh i'm doing pretty good pretty good we got a busy episode a lot to talk about yeah we, sure did. we already touched on in the emergency pod but love it i would lo- <clears throat> i am looking forward to hearing your boys opinions on it for sure. Uh, I wonder how much we'll actually get through when Mac gets here. We tend to get off the rails. So, but all right, here we go. Mac, what you been up to since your, our last uh, meeting? And how's uh, your just, podcast doing? It's doing good. Thanks for asking. Getting ready for the Cardinals to start up. So I've just been kind of focused on football. But we're always keeping an eye on the Coyotes, you know. And what I've been up to recently, I've just been plotting on how to beat you boys in fantasy hockey this year coming up. So. You know, kind of, kind of <laughs> fell off in the playoffs last year after I came on and and ran my mouth a little bit and the blues and immediately. So, so I got some re- redemption on my mind. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome for that. Thanks for that beat down. Hey, I, I took I the crap in the basement. I, I still can't believe I won. That was impressive. You was you that won it all, right? Yeah, that was Chase. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I, I won the had built that he didn't win it all. Oh man, he was yeah. good. Yeah, he had a stud of a team too, man. That was wild. Excuse my language. <laughs> okay. I forgive you this one time. <laughs> I laughed in the yeah. basement, so I was hanging out there. You know, I was pretty comfortable. Not gonna lie, we had snacks, a couple of nachos. You know, it was pretty cool down there in the basement. Not gonna lie. So, but this year, I'll be wearing the crown. Not a big deal. Calling it now. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Mac, before we get into it all, we have a tradition that kind of started after you appeared. Uh, we like to ask all our guests what Coyotes player uh, they would have as a president of the United States. Past, I think, living, I think dead. we actually did this together. I did this last time because I was looking at yeah, the, we the podcast. My yeah. was his? I think I did oh, Kemper. I've slept since then. I mean... Okay. After losing so many people this offseason, I mean, I'll I have to go uh, Jacob Chicken, take the easy way out. I mean, he's someone that you want to run through a wall for, but, you know, he he's, seems like he'd be stern. You wouldn't want to double-cross him, you know. So, I, you know, you, you need a little respect up there. So, I go, yeah, I go Chick. Not as Chick as a Jovo cop. You know, kind of a, a good middle, velvet-fisted. Yeah, true. Yeah. Not too crazy. All about the Jovo Tatorship. Everybody knows that. Moving <laughs> along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> me and Granny gave our thoughts on the Devo trade reaction in the emergency pod. Uh, but, Chase, I'm curious to see what do you think of the Devo um, trade? The assets we got? How are you feeling? Your panic index? What are we, uh, what are we standing at? Yeah. I mean, um, Granny and I kind of had this conversation, I believe, yesterday. Um, but my, my opinion is I, I'm absolutely thrilled with the return. 
Um, you know, we get the better of their two first round picks in return next year. Um, as long as it's not top 10, I believe was the stipulation. Um, unless both of them are top 10, then, you know, that'd, that'd be sweet, but doubt that's going to happen. Um, but, you know, and then we got, uh, what was it, a second round pick, I think two or three years down the road, 2024, I believe. Um, you'd like to maybe have that a little bit sooner, maybe in that, uh, you know, 2023 draft um, that Grandy has hit on a few times as being another deep draft. But uh, this one upcoming as well is, uh, is going to be phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with it. Uh, sad to see Devo go. He was, he was one of, uh, one of the more, likable coyotes in, in, in my eyes um just never really said anything just showed up went to work did his job never complained or you know anything like that um cracked maybe two smiles that i saw the entire time he was here so uh, <laughs> you know, he's just always about the business but uh sad to see him go but um you know excited for him to you know go try and see what he can do elsewhere as well it was definitely, I guess we said on the pod, one of my sadder losses of the year besides Kemper. That one really stung. Still does. Uh, and now let's go with the Haynes, our no longer guest. Uh, what do you? What's your brief thoughts on the matter? I, uh, you know, I'm on side with y'all. I think, you know, losing Devo is a big loss to the team. He's an extremely reliable sermon who's only grown and developed further as he's been here in the NHL and in Arizona and he's really perfected his two-way game and you know he's become one of those elite offensive centermen in the league and all that so you know losing him really hurts considering he was our go-to guy in the face-off circle but you know I love the return you know any day you can get two first-round picks in the next two years of the draft I mean it's just that's a win-win. Bill Armstrong has proven since he's coming here to Arizona that he can, quote-unquote, fleece people out of getting first-round picks. He did it for Kemper, and he did it for Devo. Uh, he could have maybe have done it for Garland and OEL. If, if possible, we don't know. He may could have. But, you know, just it's a win to see him be able to get the amount of picks he's got and considering before he came in this team had hardly any picks in the next two, three years of this draft because of – the whole issues with, you know, Chica and the draft scan or the testing scandals, pre-draft testing scandals. And so, you know, it, it's going to suck to see him go. And I know a lot of the guys really, really like him. I know Chick is really hurt. I know that's a good friend of his. And, you know, I'm going to miss his forehand, backhand, shootout, penalty shot goal. You know, he scored a lot of great ones that way. Big guy for us in those areas. But, you know, I, uh, I only wish him the best. You know, he's going to a great Montreal team who, while I don't personally think, I know you guys had touched about, while I don't personally think will be a Stanley Cup final team next year, I think will be nevertheless a fun team to watch. I think watching him on a line with, like, Toffoli and maybe Josh Anderson would be an amazing line to see him on. And, you know, I only wish him the best. And, you know, hopefully in a couple of years, once this rebuild's over and we're in full swing, some of these guys are back in the free agent market. And, you know, hopefully we can bring some of these guys back home later down the line and bring them into a better situation than what they left with. So, you know, it stings, but I'm, I'm happy for Dvorak. And I really want to see him produce a lot. I want to see him, you know, I want to see him do good in Montreal. So I'll be pulling for him. And Mac, certainly last but not least. What do you yeah, think? I mean, just going to say basically the same thing as the rest of you boys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it hurt just like Garland and, 
and Kemper, you know, but this is the, the off season to do it. So might as well just, just pull the Band-Aid quick, you know, get, just get them all out of here. Let's start this rebuild and let's just burn it to the ground and kind of just see it grow and do it the right way. Finally, you know, it's been so long that uh, we've just been mediocre. So uh, just hope, hoping that, you know, Bill Armstrong is, is the man for the job and that he's going to be the guy to actually put us over the hump. Because it's been a long time coming. A lot of us, you know, diehard Coyote fans, you know, we, we deserve to be happy too. So um, I know why Bill, why uh, Armstrong did it. You know, that's a that's an offer you really can't turn down. So uh, you know, I'm I'm here for it. At the end of the day, it's it's been one heck of an off season, but you know, we're uh, we're moving forward, and that's all I can really say. Definitely, it's the true rebuild we've been kind of one alluding to and kind of just needing for years. Uh, so definitely. And uh, Grant, do yeah. you think you missed a thing on your thoughts on this trade? If I have that right? Yeah, I do want to touch there on the trade on the thought on uh, the return we got from it. <clears throat> so we get the better of Carolina and Montreal's first. And there is a real possibility that both teams are actually pretty mediocre this year. Carolina lost their rookie stud starting goaltender from last year. They lost Dougie Hamilton, and they replaced those two with Tony D'Angelo, who's a shell of what Dougie Hamilton (laughs) is, and Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta, who are both solid to good starting goalies, but are both incredibly injury-prone. So there's a chance that they've finish worse than people are expecting. Then you also have the fact that the Canadians had an incredible run where Carey Price for the first time in the last three, four years looked like Carey Price again. If he goes back to where he was the last three, four years, they lost Shea Weber. Um, They had a lot of surprising years from a lot of people. There's a real possibility both picks are in the nine to eighteen range. Um, there's a really good chance we get a really good pick out of this, especially in a draft as deep and top heavy as this one is. It's pretty amazing what he's done. I mean, we went from six Hopeless. months first started whispering about this team needs to rebuild. This team is just going to stay mediocre if we maintain, but reason we were whispered is we didn't have the assets to all of a sudden it feels like we have every pick in the next draft. We are the expansion team. Pretty much. So yeah, that's, that's my feels like. thoughts of it. Do you think, mm-hmm. just thinking real that's quick just... outside the box, not to cut you off, but do you think we package any of those yep. trade, any of those picks off for like a young player? Maybe? Because we have so many. And it just kind of seems like, you know, you have that many draft picks from so close together. Um, is that, is that something that... If, no, no, go on. I, I, I was just saying, is that something that you guys think might be a possibility, or you think we're just going to go and draft all these players and see who sticks? Oh, I don't think we're going to use every pick, but right. Armstrong has also shown a desire to draft his players. He could get young players and prospects back in these deals, and he's chosen not to. So okay. I think you'll see those picks packaged for better picks. I think you'll see a lot of deals like that happen. 
That makes um, sense. I think, yeah, I think we'll see us trade up a lot in the next two drafts. Uh, yeah. I just, I think Bill Armstrong wants his guys in here and the guys he drafts. I mean, obviously, I could be completely wrong and we go out and trade for young players next season, but we had that opportunity this offseason with a few young players that went pretty cheap that we just didn't get involved with. So, yeah, I just think Bill Armstrong wants his imprint on his team and his players. That's what it seems like the best GMs do, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if any of you other guys see that any differently. Feel free to chime in. No, man. Exactly right. you know, as the the next draft, especially, um, got a ton of second round picks. You know, got to at least our first round pick that should be somewhere pretty close to number one, <laughs> hopefully within those first couple slots. Um, but uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what what exactly comes of it. So, you know, if we you know package a couple of those to get you know a third pick in that first round or you know, a first pick next year or, you know, something like that. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but excited to see what's going to happen um, and be watching every second of the way, man. I'm, I'm legitimately excited, even though it's going to be rough for a while, like we've all alluded to these, uh, you know, last several episodes. But um, we, we've got something to actually look forward to at this point. And I, I just couldn't be happier that, uh, you know, that, he is coming in and, uh, you know, you know, leave his mark on the team. Cause that was, you know, one of the big things that we had discussed was the team had an identity crisis. It was half Chaka, half Armstrong. And, um, you know, just, it doesn't mesh. And that's all you're going to get is mediocre results when you don't have the right pieces together. So I'm excited now. Uh, Haynes, any final closing thoughts on that topic? No, y'all, y'all pretty much hit it on top of the head there with kind of everything, you know, I, I mean, there's not really much you can add there. I think you guys kind of covered everything, kind of ballparked it out there. So, you know, I'm not even going to add a two cents to here. I think you all pretty much covered everything that we want to say about it. Alrighty. One, uh, so one thing I do want to say real quick, kind of a teaser for future podcast episodes is we want to keep the excitement level around this team up and we want to keep what we're doing exciting and we want to be positive about this upcoming season so after or when the season starts every podcast we are going to be profiling a different top prospect in the upcoming draft and just talking about that talking more about prospects stuff like that it's going to be a rough year record wise doesn't mean we shouldn't be excited about this year doesn't mean we don't have things to be really really excited for and we really want to profile and highlight those areas. Just because wintertime doesn't mean you can't have a prospect pool party. That's an old saying, I'm pretty sure, somewhere. But uh, I'm actually going to swap topics. I'm just going to kind of say this blurb here. Um, the Coyotes have officially put their bid in on Tempe. Uh, again, it's going to be a months, months and months process of all this stuff. But just, man, they put their official bid in, and I hope they get it. Uh, it seems like the owners, Mr. Alex Muello and all that stuff, they have their money and assets and things put together so hopefully that works out um but next is the olympics got approved what was it last week before last um and i was just curious if oh we have any olympic picks uh, i know the, the pool is kind of shallow on this end 
But is there any player that sticks out to you that could be besides Jacob Chikrin that could make a team? Yeah, I think for me, one guy sticks out outside from Chikrin. I think Chikrin's almost a lock to make Team Canada. But one guy that I think does have the potential to make the team is I think Keller has a really good start to the year. He could sneak onto the bottom part of Team USA's roster. Maybe as the extra winger on it. He might not get a lot of ice time, but aside from that, it's tough for me to see potential Olympics uh, Olympic players on this team. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the two that we're building around here. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense that they would be the only two. Um, there's really, really nothing, nothing else on on the squad that uh, you know screams out to me either, uh, unfortunately. But that's just where we're at right now, so it'll be slim as far as it goes on that front. But uh, you know, still all the same. Uh, be, be exciting to you know tune in and watch Chip play for Canada. Uh, and like Randy said, hopefully Keller can sneak out of the U.S. roster, um, and we can cheer those two on. But uh, uh, that's going to be about it. What if we added the players you recently just traded from? Let's add them in just for the, the sake of the fun of it all. What would you, what would you change then if we had Kemper still and all that? Oh, uh, he'd be probably the only one, the only other one that would make it. I think so. I think Kemper could make Team Canada, but he's got an uphill battle there too. He'd probably have to beat out the aforementioned Carey Price. Yep. And OEL, I mean, probably gets a little bit sweeter again, but... Uh, yeah, that's about it. Shallow book. Is that any thoughts? Uh, y'all kind of got them all. I think one player y'all didn't mention about if you know, speaking of former players who've been traded, uh, Garland I think could get a look at going to uh, the U.S. I mean, he looked insanely good and in, uh, at the World Championships, he was like one of the top point players in the uh, tournament along with Liam Kirk, Tidy's prospect from uh, it was on Great Britain. So. I think Garland could be a guy that you maybe see on Team USA along with Keller possibly, and then honestly, uh, Chick would be a lock-in for there on Canada. Kemper would probably have to fight for a spot, but Kemper could probably be a lock-in for Canada, and maybe and honestly, OEL would be a lock-in for Sweden. But I, I think oh, Garland's about probably the only other one I would add onto that list that I think would probably be a lock-in for Team USA if he continues to play as good as he is and just. And continues to even prove his game even more. Yeah, I think seems to be covered it for the most part. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the follow-up question I had set up was, how do you guys feel about international slash Olympic play? You know, I know that wasn't it Crosby that got that big injury, you know, some odd years ago and stuff like that. How do you? Uh, we'll start with you, Mac. Uh, what do you think of players being in international play? I mean, I like it. it. You hear from even um, just from guys who aren't like the stars of, you know, the NHL. They get to go represent their home country, you know, and that, that means something to a lot of people across the world. But I also get the, you know, if somebody doesn't want to play, then that, that, that's their right right there, you know. So, but I, I always love seeing it, like. I know the Olympics for baseball just had went through um, with, and no, no MLB players were in it, you know, and I, that just really couldn't, it didn't really grab me, you know, I couldn't watch any of it really. So, but I, I always like seeing stars in there, but even like the, the lower guys from 
who aren't the studs of the team. They're representing their countries, you know. They're they're playing their asses off. So um, I love to see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the international play. Um, obviously, you know, as far as basketball goes, we we just had Devin Book participate and. That was uh, cool to watch, obviously. Um, he had to play a lot of basketball back-to-back-to-back to back to back pretty quick. Um, but, you know, he came out fine and um, was excited to watch him play and uh, get his medal and all that good stuff. Um, and then, you know, obviously got JaVale McGee, who's now a son, that, uh, you know, came back uh, or uh, is now going to play for us. They got to go over there. So it was cool to watch there. And I think it'll, you know, this was kind of, adds to that as well for hockey um even though we're not going to have a bunch of guys over there um you know it it definitely makes me want to tune in a little bit more um just to check in and you know see how see how our boys are doing um always love uh the olympic play and stuff like that so um after not having nhl players in the last one um i'm excited to watch it you know hopefully injuries don't happen um but you know, it's it's always going to be there that risk factor, and unfortunately, some guys are going to get hit by that. But um, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes, and you know, hopefully, we wish for the best, and um, hopefully, they can come come back healthy for the most part. As as for me, I'm the prospect guy, the young guy guy. I do like the idea of having those guys play in the Olympics, but at the end of the day. The quality of play is just so much better when the NHL players are involved. I mean, it's the best league in the world with the best players in the world. It's There's a reason why hockey wasn't the same last Olympics because the NHL players weren't in it. Um, So I'm really looking forward to watching that again. That's really all I have to say on it. Uh, okay. I, Not a dead I'm air there, but <laughs> no, I was confused there for a second. My bad. No, we'll edit that out. Don't worry. Um, Haynes, man, God, yeah, not, come not, on, buddy. Not, First, you don't pay bad, the money for the ad space. Your ad space I, bills I was, late. I was, now I this. Was, I, was, I was a little confused there for a second. Um, no, my bad. Um, welcome back. I, I, <laughs> I think it's a. Uh, like you guys said, I think it's great. You know, it honestly, you know, it was nice for those guys four years ago in the Olympics, you know, to get their shot. Last Winter Olympics, you know, guys that don't normally get to go to go play for the country, you know, honestly, it was great for them to get that shot to be able to go do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to get viewers turned in and you want to have ratings going up, you honestly want the best of the best playing. And, you know, this is a great step for the NHL to get back into this and be sending guys back over there. A lot of these guys miss getting to play for their countries and, you know, represent their countries. So I think, you know, it's just – it's great. And, you know, it's only going to bring in more views for hockey during the Winter Olympics. And, you know, we're all excited. And, you know, honestly, we hope injuries don't happen. But like you guys pointed out, it's something you can't avoid. It's part of the game. But, you know, it's definitely exciting – to see that, honestly, I'd rather see the Olympics than the All-Star game, personally. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to see them back in the Olympics and be able to watch all these guys and, you know, pull for Team USA again. Hopefully Team USA can pull it all out. But, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to see these guys going back. So, you know, that's there's definitely pauses to look at. Becky you gave your thoughts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or no. Um, I do want to say. Now too. Haynes confusion went to me. It would be kind of cool, like, I guess – if you put almost a limit on it, 
I know there are like soccer clubs that you know they can do a certain amount of foreign guys or something. But I think soccer does that. But that'd be kind of interesting to see like mm-hmm. top prospects paired with you know NHL stars. It'd be kind of interesting. That's just for some reason I was just thinking that while I was sipping my uh, or cracking my fourth beer. So. <laughs> see, I would have I would have paid to see future Coyote Shane Wright with future Coyote Dylan Gunther on the first line of Team Canada in the Olympics. Ah, oh. playing against future Coyote <laughs> Austin Matthews. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of like oh God, hey, that happened. Don't, so hey, don't forget Josh Stone uh, on that wing on that oh, yeah. wing spot oh. with Austin Matthews. You gotta have four Coyotes oh. against each other there. Those were Team USA. Oh. Man, I'm, Jesus, sweating. Getting the meat sweats from this one. Jeez. Oh, God. That's my team, boy. I, I, like I said, with, with all this whole right, thing is said and done, I'm going to be the biggest. Yeah, right. I know. I'll be right back, boys. Give me a five. Um, that's all I need. Um, with all this, you know, rebuilding and stuff, when we, if this works out and we become the team we think, oh, my God, I'm being the biggest piece of junk on Twitter. I'm going to absolutely <laughs> just demolish you. We we're going to be blocked by everybody. Just be honest. Uh, oh, yeah. Craig's going to block Kyle's me. Coyotes are gonna probably going to block me. It's going to happen. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to be, need it. I'm gonna be the biggest it. asshat. I'm not even going to lie. I'm, I'm everybody in this group chat might block you. You don't know. Depending uh, on how things go, you, you might get blocked by anybody here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'll post the I've address. I've already blocked him once, so I mean. Yeah, you yeah. did. That's right. I forgot about that. Son of a... Oh, no. We'll save that gun. for a different podcast. We'll save that for a different episode. <laughs> God. That's why the burner is there. It's okay. It'll protect me. <laughs> uh, but to give my, I guess, the closing thoughts on it, uh, as um, kind of what um, Max said, I'm a huge soccer fan. And I love seeing, especially Chelsea players, because where you kind of seem to dominate, not a big deal. Uh, the international <laughs> play. Right now, Kai Havertz playing for Team uh, Germany. And all that. So I, I always like it. I think it's really cool. I know we won't have a lot of Coyotes this time around. Maybe the next time. Hopefully we have a bit more. Josh Stone and such. But, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot more fun. So see, I guess I should have kept the Tempe announcement where I had it. Because it would have been a perfect segue. Into uh, just be saying that, yeah, we uh, did a poll. Granny put a poll up. And uh, ASU Hockey will be covered on this channel more. Channel, podcast, whatever it is. Uh, we'll be covered more. I'm looking forward to that. Something I've been really wanting to uh, delve into. Uh, really cool team. Really cool what they got going on there. Being the tradition and all that. Trying to become a, you know, big hockey team in the country. You know, it doesn't work in Arizona, but yet we have a D1 hockey team. Girls hockey is number one in the country. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But I don't know if you guys knew, but the Kachina girls uh, won this past weekend and are advancing to the championship. They won four to three against somebody that doesn't really matter because they got smoked. So. <laughs> all right, just to kind of add that in there, you know. There are good girls. Christina girls. Get some raw raws. Raw raws. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Girl power. Yeah. Oh, oh, Keep it up. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I think it, it isn't. It's like girl hockey is like number one. It's like number one or number two in the country. Yeah. Right now, something like that. It's it's up yeah. there. It's top three That's for sure. Cool. So. Dude, good, yeah. for them. Um, good for them. Grow hockey in the state. Keep hockey growing in Arizona. Great. That's the big yeah. thing. So good for them. What a great program that Kachinas is too. Really awesome. And speaking of girls hockey, man, like last Olympics, I loved watching our girls play, man. That was uh, one hell of a run that they went on against uh, Canada in the end too. So yeah. Uh, 
That was awesome. That might be the best rivalry right now in sports that yeah. doesn't get talked about is women's hockey, hockey. versus U.S. It is intense. The it games are always fantastic. Yep. Yep, it was fun to watch for sure. I'm excited to watch again here next year or the year after. Next, I think, if I got all my notes right, I got jumbled up there and totally like was thinking about uh, NCAA girls lacrosse for some reason. I guess my brain decided to go that away. But uh, I do run a, we run a hockey podcast, so, you know, it's fine. Uh, which rule? Uh, Granny came up with this one. Which NHL rule would you guys change? I already know what he's going to say. He's going to say offsides. <laughs> <laughs> so, with we, that, Grandy, we, uh, do you, do you want to go first or you want to go last? Since we kind of alluded to what you're probably going to say. I'll go first because I do I know what Tyler's going to pick and I have something I want to add on to his so I'll go first we'll get it out of the way I'd love to go second after you okay there's our order I want to talk about just how antiquated a rule offsides really is how kind of ridiculous it is as an idea it's just especially with the um especially with the addition of review uh, reviewable challenges that's really highlighted it but you have players that are racing into the zone trying to go cut into the zone with speed that one player enters the zone a millimeter ahead of the other one and the play's blown dead for no reason no reason that will actually affect the play in the long run. There is nothing that the players entering offsides will actually benefit those players. It's still getting defended the same. It's still getting... It's still being played the same. Let's let the offense flow. Let's get rid of these stoppages that happen constantly. Offside stoppages has to be the number one stoppage in the NHL. It's just let the game flow more freely. Offsides, in my opinion, just belongs in the trash with the two-line pass. Um, one of the big things that gets brought up with offsides is that, oh, well, people will cherry-pick. What NHL coach is going to play four-on-five defensively to let one guy sit at the other end of the ice and cherry pick. What NHL coach is actually going to sit there and not lose himself doing that? Tortorella. <laughs> oh, Tortorella just had a heart attack just thinking of a player cherry picking the other zone. He oh, just, <laughs> he's about to go and storm your house for even mentioning that. <laughs> oh, but I, just, I can't wait to meet him, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that would really open up the offense, really open up the skating, and the ability to enter the zone with speed. Would a little bit more cherry-picking happen than happens in the current NHL? Probably. Why is that a bad thing? It's not going to happen constantly. It's not going to be a consistent thing where you're always four on five because, like I said, teams won't play that. 
why is allowing more plays with speed to happen a bad thing? It's so frustrating watching a two-on-two develop and watching the player not even try to defend, but just get in the way of the puck carrier so he has to move a little bit, causing the whole play to go off sides. You don't even have to defend. All you have to do is make is stand in one spot. Let's open up the game to speed. Let's get rid of this rule. Any uh, any objections? Any counterpoints? Yes. <laughs> care to elaborate? <laughs> no, I don't care to elaborate. But I just have an objection. I just I don't want to elaborate it. So go ahead, Haynes. It's all you. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. A rule I think should be uh, should be taken out of the game. I, I just think it's a pointless rule. I get why it was brought in at the time, but I don't get the rule now. Uh, the trapezoid rule. So let me let me go into a little more depth on here why I don't like the trapezoid trapezoid rule. So I grew up a big Marty Rodor fan, and honestly, the trapezoid was put into effect because of Martin Rodor's ability to puck handle the play and effectively be a sixth defenseman for his team. Hence, the rule was also called the Marty rule because of that, because of Mark Tamador's very good play of handling the puck. I get why they brought it at the time. You want to limit a guy who could be a sixth defenseman? I don't understand why you have any more now. If you honestly think about it now, a lot more injuries happen when the goalies only limit inside the, inside the trapezoid because they can only move with inside that trapezoid if they're going to try to play the puck behind the net. Which leads into a lot of guys trying to come behind the net. They run to the goalies. We've seen it happen. It's injured goaltenders. Also, does it really, like you said about Austin, does it really do anything to change the outcome of a game? I mean, who cares if the goalie is able to play as a sixth defenseman? First off, if your goalie is good enough that he can play the puck all the way down the ice to your open man, you need to get that goalie uh, contract extension because that's insanely hard to do with the goalie stick to be able to saucer pass the puck all the way down the ice. So if your goalie can do that, first off, golf clap to your goalie because that's amazing and all that. But second, secondly, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't change the outcome. A goalie going by the net and playing the puck doesn't change the outcome. Yeah, he might find the open guy down the ice, but, I mean, is your goalie playing the puck not theoretically the same as playing on an empty net, a 6-on-5, you have the extra defenseman? The only difference here is – your defenseman is your goaltender, and you don't have to worry about some team scoring an empty netter. Also, it would make the game a little bit more fun. Granted, I don't want to see goalies get run, but if the goalie was able to come out of the crease more and play it, the goalie would have to learn to be a little bit sharper with the puck, which would make the game a little bit fun because now the goalie's not just, oh, let me go behind the net and just drop the puck behind the net or let me play it behind the net. Now the goalie has a little bit more freedom to move out and play the puck. Could it result in a lot more injuries? Yeah. Could my take be stupid and I just want to see goalies just going down to the side corner of the boards behind the net and play the puck? Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't think it really does anything to change the game outcome of games now. I get why I was brought in before was to change one goalie's ability to play the pucks effectively. But, I mean, besides that, it really doesn't affect the game in any sort of way if the goalie can play the puck from anywhere behind the net. I mean – College hockey, you don't see the trapezoid for as far as I know of. High school doesn't have the trapezoid. Like, adult, like, men's beer leagues, they don't have the trapezoid. It's only the professional hockey leagues that have the trapezoid. And, honestly, some juniors don't have trapezoid. 
And I just don't I, – I don't see the point of it. I'm curious to know what y'all think. I don't really think there's a need for it, but I, I'm curious to know what y'all think about this or if you agree or – I'm assuming someone here is going to disagree and probably not for any sort of reason, probably just to disagree. <laughs> not throwing names <laughs> out there, but <laughs> – Actually, <laughs> I uh, fully agree. Oh, I fully agree to his yeah. thesis and hypothesis, actually. He's scientifically <laughs> sound, in my opinion. So, well, actually, I fully agree. I'm okay. with it as well. It's going to cause goalies turnovers too, which opens up, you know, a whole other can of worms. So it's a double-edged sword as far as uh, that goes. And I always thought it was kind of lame that, uh, you know, if you literally, your the toe of your skates outside the trapezoid, it's a freaking minor penalty. It, it, it's just kind of lame to me, uh, especially nowadays. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, then you get uh, good goalies that can handle the puck, a la Smitty when we had him. Again, he was a good puck handler and uh, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, he he did he made some boneheaded plays with it <laughs> every That's now and then. So you can oh. add the excitement there. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd be all for giving that a shot for sure. Real quick, I just want to say something. This goes for every single sport out there. Making these rule changes to because one player in the entire league is really, really good at this, and you don't want that one player to have an advantage. Yeah, that's BS. The most ridiculous thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, because yep. trapezoid, trapezoid is number three on my list of rules I would change behind offsides and what Tyler's going to be bringing up. So, it's what if I flip definitely- it? What if I don't bring that? up? What if I decide to be like last minute, be like, actually, I hate that they sell popcorn for $9 at a hockey game. That should be against the rules. <laughs> Which it should be, by the way. Just side note, that, that should be, uh, why am I paying $9 for a Coors Light? First of all, I could drink, never mind. Anyways. $9? The minor league hockey team I covered in Charleston last year for a beer was $14 for ECHL hockey. Yep. Good Lord. In Minnesota, it's, in Minnesota, it's like 18 Jeez. Go ahead. Please. Never see me in Minnesota. <laughs> Actually, I want to visit, man. It looks gorgeous up there. Actually, no, I go up there and visit. I don't know if I'm going to go to the game and get a beer. Yeah, but I'll, I'll pregame. I'll smuggle an ice chest in or something. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I'm just a hunchback. It's fine. It's normal. My chiropractor Why is your hunchback leaking? Don't worry about that, officer. <laughs> yeah, right? Don't worry. I'm just sweating over the excitement of the game. This great product up here in the state of hockey. That's all. That's all. Oh, boy. But I do agree, though. I mean, changing it for one player, I mean, get good. Get mad. I mean, that's stupid. Literally. Only one guy's really been doing it that well. So, I mean, it's one guy out of how many goalies are there active exactly. in a year? Mar- so, it, I mean, literally, literally, the rule was designed because of Mark Tambrador. And it literally, it, it's known as the trapezoid rule, but if you look it up, it's also known as the Marty rule. And it was literally <laughs> prohibited because of how well he could handle the puck. Really, what I heard was just what I hear from when I hear that was there was twenty something GMs that were crying, complaining to the league that a goalie could effectively move the puck as well as a sixth defenseman, and they made a rule just to make anybody happy. Get good or get out, as I always yep. say. Well, actually, in the wise words of a a good friend of mine, Randy Marsh, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. That's my rebuttal. Before I say oh, my rule needs to change, I think we need to get rid of the draft lottery. Yeah, I know people say it, but I, I mean it. I mean it with a lot of emphasis that we should get rid of it. I think, I mean, I, I know it's meant to, to prevent tanking or whatever, but honestly, 
I mean, I like a good conspiracy theory, especially Denver Airport one. That one's a really good conspiracy theory. But, I mean, Edmonton getting that many and all this, I mean, I know they haven't done anything with them, but still, I mean, I feel like there's got to be something, you know, like they can manipulate it behind the scenes if they want to. I'm not saying they do or don't. I'm not going to claim anything like that. Do your own research besides watching, you know, YouTube videos. But, I mean, I don't know. If a team wants to tank, let them tank. Because, I mean, the Red Wings, was it? Oh, what's that? Go ahead. My addendum that I'm going to add to yours actually does fix the tanking problem, too. So let's hear it. Oh, uh, finish your thoughts and then I'll add mine. I was going to say, the Red Wings, when they sucked real badly, last year before I've slept since then, they kind of got screwed by that draft lottery. Like they were the worst team, and they weren't trying to be. They just happened to be. It's like, and they just got screwed by it. And it's like that's that's the stuff that you also hurt the guys that just suck, and he bumped them up to you know five or four or whatever it was. Like you know that that, that can affect a rebuild, really throw a wrench in the plan. So go ahead, Granny. What's your uh, admin minimum? So this was brought up about ten to twelve years ago. I'm late, uh, and it keeps getting brought up consistently, just about every offseason. And it's going to be brought up at the next draft. But it's something called the gold plan. I don't know if anybody, if any of you have heard of it or not, but it is something that I think is actually incredibly ingenious. So what the gold plan is, is to get rid of drafting by your, the drafting by uh, standings entirely. And it is, as you fall out of the playoff race, every point you get after you are eliminated from the playoff race is uh, tallied together. And whoever finishes with the most points after you're knocked out of the playoff race gets the first overall pick. Was it that the Shane now, Doan? I know that made sense. I remember like Shane Doan talking about that. What? I remember Shane Doan talking about that. Yeah, so Did you get that from Shane Doan? Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. 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 And it makes it sound like that would be harder for bad teams to get because how are they going to get the points? But yet, if you think about it, that bad team has half the season to accrue points, whereas a team that just got knocked out of the playoffs is going to finish with zero. You're going to have. Um, the years I've looked it up, the years that I've seen people do the math and figure out this is X, this is how it would be. Like, for instance, 2015. 2015, the Arizona Coyotes would have drafted first. The Edmonton Oilers would have drafted second. The Buffalo Sabres would have drafted third. Uh, there was another year where they got changed where the worst team dropped, but that's about it. Two out of the 12 or so years I've seen people do the math, the top team, the worst team in the league didn't draft first. The Detroit Red Wings, the year that they were awful and breaking records for their awfulness, they still would have drafted first according to the gold plan because they had that much extra time to accrue points. So it's just it's something that it would seem like it would work it's something that I would really like to see the league do on a trial basis for a couple years. And it's something where you as a fan aren't cheering for tank for losing. I don't know about you guys, but I look back at 2015 and cheering against my team 
against the Buffalo Sabres, those two games, makes me feel sick. And it bums me out that I'm going to be doing that again this year. So it would be nice to be able to cheer for my team to win, knowing that that win actually helps us towards the uh, our end game. You'll still have deadline trades too. They won't be blatant, tanking-worthy deadline trades, but you'll have deadline trades still happen because teams need assets back. So you'll see... I don't think this will change that much about how the end of the season goes, except there's no teams actually out there trying to lose. If the old Dylan plan sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's something I've... Anybody that is listening and wants to know more, I'd recommend reading up on it. If any of you want to learn more, I'd recommend reading reading up on it. But it, every time I read about it, it always strikes me about how smart this would be and how great this would be if the leagues that get accused of tanking the most, the NHL and the NBA, adopted this plan. Yeah, yeah I like it more. Awesome. Better than the lottery. I don't trust it. I, I know people, you know, I think the hockey guy did the math or whatever. <clears throat> I still don't trust it. I can see the NHL being like, well, this team doesn't sell a lot of tickets, but this guy does. So maybe. Yeah. Again, not saying they do or don't. I'm just saying they could have. The draft that gets brought up the most with that is 2015. Well, yeah, I didn't it for the third time. Let's be completely and 100% honest here. Edmonton was the last place on the face of this planet the NHL wanted to win the lottery that year. Connor Mm. McDavid did nothing for the Edmonton fan base. Connor McDavid was... They're not selling more tickets because of him. They're not selling more ad space because of him. Instead, Connor McDavid is on frigid team in northern Canada that is bad because they can't run themselves. It's like, it's just a that's the last place on this planet they would have wanted him. They would have been much happier with him here where the boost in attendance would have skyrocketed or in Buffalo where well in Buffalo, yeah. he's just Jack Eichel again. He's, just, he's in the same spot he's in. in um, yeah. But in Buffalo, he's in America where you get the American businesses. You get that added benefit. And what a different team we'd be with Connor McDavid, huh? say the least. You'd like to think so, huh? <laughs> Man, I, I would hope so, but I'm sure we'd probably flub it up at some point. I'm sure Arizona teams kind of tend to do that. Yeah, but think about this. Replace Dylan Strom with Connor McDavid. It's not like it's been a bad year, the last the bad team the last four years. We've just been incredibly mediocre. Yep. Add Connor McDavid to a mediocre team and you have a good team. Maybe not That's a great point. team, but you have a good team. Hmm. Even change out Dylan Strom for Mitch Marner, who's taken out fourth. I mean yeah, I mean, you got to think also at the same time, the Coyotes completely missed out Marner, who fell, I, I think, at fourth, maybe fifth from Toronto. I mean, yeah, I know everybody wanted McDavid, honestly. I was all for McDavid, too. But, like, same time, like, the Coyotes completely overlooked Matthew or Marner, and that could have paid out huge dividends, too, at the end. I mean, pick a name out of the hat. 
from the top ten of that draft, and the Coyotes would have been better off. The only two yep. I'm not certain they would have been better off with is Timo Meyer and uh, the guy that Hurricanes drafted. His name's escaping me. But what? Ivan Provorov, Zach Orensky, two of the best young defensemen in the league. Mm-hmm. It's just, it goes again. The Coyotes have not been good at drafting, and that is something it looks like due to the fact we actually have scouts is going to change. Gunther. Um, but oh. Mac and have not given their rules yet, so let's hear from them. Um, yeah, I think, uh, there you go. On. Oh, Sorry, oh. After you, after you. I think mine would probably Age be uh, the high sticking rule. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the high sticking rule. Um, I think it's a little bogus that uh, the only thing that will you know increase it from a minor to a double minor is is the draw of blood. Um, you see, like lots of eye injuries can happen. Um, all that good stuff that uh, you know, technically, if it doesn't draw blood, it's still just a two minute minor, and that's something that I think would need to be looked at. I don't know how good it could be enforced, obviously, um, because you know, like a small tap on the cheek, and guys definitely go down to draw it. So, um, you know, I'd probably have to look at some type of review thing, and that kind of slows the game down. So um, not really sure how a good way to implement it is, but uh, that's one that I've always just kind of been like, hmm, interesting that uh, there actually has to be blood present for it to actually can be considered a double minor um, when, you know, there's lots of other dangerous things that can happen that, uh, you know, don't draw blood. Uh, but that would be mine. Um, obviously, I actually agree with all three of yours. Um Grandy had, uh, you know, we've been talking about the offsides rule a lot, and um, you know, in the past, and uh, my kind of take on that was just always that, uh, you know, happy when it happens for us or when it benefits us, but it sure sucks when it, uh, you know, goes against us. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, all all the other ones, I definitely like the draft one, um, and Haynes the the uh, trapezoid one, I'm all for as well. I'll kind of go a, a different route and just say, um, after watching Connor Garland get his brains beat in um, every game last year, I, I, I like to see more um, stringent rules on player safety. Actually, you know, it's Connor Garland was out there. We nobody would really back him up, so he he began his his ass kicked up against. Um, a lot bigger dudes and getting headshots and there would be nothing that would ever come of it. So that would be something that I would like to see in the game more because without your players playing, what, 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 what do you have as a sport? So I think that would only benefit the NHL. And then um, obviously you'd like to see a little bit more objectivity when it comes to like goalie interference. It just seems like it's all over the map. Um, and that's something that affects the game, you know, right then, there, and now. There should be should be a little more consistency um, than it, it just is perceived that someone somebody's up there um, and just kind of flipping yes or no. So th- those are kind of two things, kind of just out of the box that I like to see a little bit different w- than how the NHL runs it right now. Yeah, 
pretty good. Holy crap. Like Holy interference, man. I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. That is, that is a total crap shoot every single time it gets reviewed. It is just like, what, what, what is you goalie interference know. every time? It nope. You, and you can watch it. Goalie experts can watch it 10 times straight and not give you an answer on what goalie right. interference is. That's um, I, I want to add in real fast, you guys don't mind, about the goal interference thing. And it almost kind of makes me think, I don't know about y'all, but it makes me think like targeting in college football. Like, yes, they do give a broad definition of what targeting is, but at the same time, how many times do you watch a football game, NFL, college, whatever level, and there's a hit and the reporters are talking and you're like, well, that's got to be targeting. And, you know, everybody on social media, oh, that's not targeting. You know, they were both going in for the hit or, you know, the guy was already going in. It's not like he can't stop his momentum, you know. It right. kind of plays the same way. Like, do we generally know? I mean, we know what targeting is supposed to be, but at the same time, do we generally know what targeting is supposed to be? Because, yes, sometimes it is, sadly, a bad play where guys are running in for the ball at the same time. You know, it's a head-on-head thing by accident. And sometimes it's a blatant running in helmet to the crown of the helmet, you know, hitting someone dead on. But it, I think both those kind of play hand-in-hand with each other. I think targeting is kind of the same way as goal interference. Like, we generally don't know – at times, what is truly targeting is the same as sometimes we're watching goal interference reviews and we're wondering what exactly is goalie interference. That's true. Good comparison. And if I can, Thank you. If I can throw a uh, honorable mention out of there, either get rid of the loser point or make it a three-point game. Mm, the fact like that, that it- the fact He's that in Premier League, oh, it works out a lot better. Damn. Yeah, the fact that there's this ad, a mysterious added point that comes out of nowhere from an overtime loss is yeah, really weird when you think about it from a standpoint perspective. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed to get a point when you lose. I just that's I get what you're saying. It's so weird. You shouldn't be allowed to be awarded a point when you lose. Because really, if you think about it, if you're yeah. flying neck and neck, for a playoff spot, and you know, team happens to lose that day, and all you need is a point. All you gotta do is just get to overtime. It doesn't matter if you lose or well, not; you get the point. It should be where, if it gets to overtime, then the winner of if it's tied to regulation, then it goes to three points. Instead, both teams get a point, add a point to those two that a winner would get in normal regulation, and make it three points. That would up intensity and anticipation and the factor of okay, we really gotta play short because you know we don't get that one little bypass points though now we you know we get zero points whether we lose it in regulation over time we get zero points now so you know and it's also that additional point so you know it goes from oh a two point to oh we're down three points a team in the standings oh well you know we get to overtime we win that's a three point win right there that's a tie in in, in, you know standing or if you add that point if you make it a three point win in over regulation versus a two point win in overtime you might see a team that's tied pull their goalie because they need that extra point. They need to have that extra point. Yep. Um, there's just, there's so much that's wrong with the loser point. And it's why, despite the fact that the NHL has more parity than any league except for the NFL in my opinion, it's why at the same time you don't see what is it, only 8% of teams that are out of the playoffs at the end of December can rise up and make the playoffs after that because of the loser point. Mm-hmm. That is 
specifically why is the loser point. That is why that stat is there. Uh, the biggest that, reason I hate that, it. Sorry. Like we talked before the show. Oh no, I was just no, gonna add it real fast. Yeah. That you know, we touched about before the show, we touched about, you know, a couple years ago in Colorado beat us out for that final playoff spot. And if I was if I was correct, I'm pretty sure they beat us out because they end up making it to overtime and you know they got the loser point. They lost in overtime, but they got the loser point and that ended up beating us out. And you know, that right there is a perfect idea to bring up right there. Is I mean, the coyotes got screwed of the playoffs, in my opinion, because I also hate how like it affects the win win percentage too. So it's like you could have you could be like twenty two and twenty nine and have eight overtime losses, and you have people arguing with you that they're over five hundred. Like no, that's not how it works. Or I don't, that math doesn't really work out right there. But I've had I've got like discussions where it's like, dude, in any other league anywhere in the world, that like should not a loss should not affect like your winning percentage. Which is something that winning percentage yep. doesn't come into hockey, I get it. But it's just like one of those things where it's like, I've been in one too many arguments with uh, people trying to trying to dispute it that way, like arguing winning percentage, uh, how the overtime losses helped. It, and it's just like, uh, that's one frustrating thing. that that That's never made sense. Yeah, that extra point, that's stupid. That's uh, one thing I like. How, uh, well, I think FIFA adopted the rule in like, Six or something, I don't remember. But I actually like how they do it with uh, European soccer, I guess worldwide soccer. It's three points for a win, one for a draw, and zero for a loss. Obviously, NHL could probably do something like that. You tweak it in some way, but that's like the three points especially, because that way it's like you you win, you're, the big teams are winning, they kind of just go ahead and get their ahead. And loser gets relegated. We should probably bring that into it. It'd be interesting if we could somehow relegate teams. I know it wouldn't work in the North American market, but it'd be really interesting. Of course, the Coyotes probably would have been relegated by now, but you know, <laughs> or, or next year it works out. Yeah, or next year. So <laughs> the problem with relegation is the reason relegation won't work in the NHL is it's not two different leagues. It's you have the parent league and the developmental league. So you either get rid of the developmental league and have two different leagues, or and. I'm not one that's in favor of getting the development, getting rid of a developmental league. I think those are too important. For sure. And oh, I yeah. think the NFL should have a developmental league. I just think they're too important in every sport. I'd agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, you you got to have some place for you know, like these uh, these picks that just aren't quite ready yet to you know, kind of go marinate for a little bit and. Whether it's put on size, hone a little bit of their craft, um, you know, position switches, if that's what it comes to, you know, you got to have somewhere for them to be able to have every chance to succeed before you just put them straight in there, let them fizzle out because, you know, it just isn't working. Um, So, yeah, I'm all for, uh, you know, you got to have the developmental leagues for sure. Oh, like you, like you said too, and also you saying Marin, let him marinate. The most dad thing that you ever said on the podcast. So far, <laughs> I'm aware of. I was very. I was like, okay, dad. Like, oh lord, he got his Crocs on with his white socks. I bet too. No, bro, I got my New Balances on. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Grillmaster Fives. That's right. Got them Grillmaster Fives tucked in shirt. Please tell me you don't wear George, bro. Please tell me you don't wear George. Oh hell no. Oh thank God. Okay. <laughs> well, I have some relegation on the pod in that case. Like, mm, you go to our back. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. 
developmental part. You can, you can go on that with the George. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Tyler, all I the get you in George, man. It's it's gonna be on. Oh, I I had George. When I was a kid, yeah, when I was acceptable. <laughs> but I have grown since. I'm a man <laughs> that has grown with a fashion sense. Sometimes, I think, anyway. I don't get made fun of too often, so. Every now and again. Yeah, I gotta have one for spice of life, you know, variety. Yep. Got a mental distress every now and then just to spice it up. <laughs> I think one we didn't mention was uh, Divisions. Are we getting rid of them? I think we should just have the two. My That's thoughts another the one that I'm in favor of, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, one that's going to central. Fuck. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. Sorry, Craig. Frick. He said frick, Craig. He said frick. Leave it alone. It's fine. <laughs> we don't care about cursing on our pod, so it's... Actually, I don't care about cursing on my pod. I'm sure my other co-hosts do, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's be real. Tyler's the only one that cares about cussing on this. He wants us to have that clean <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know how long it takes to edit these dang podcasts, bro? Sorry. Get some cheddar coming in, it'd be really nice, you know? It'd be nice yeah, to get paid yeah, for editing this thing Tyler. an hour afterwards. <laughs> hey, appreciate it, buddy. See, that's what I'm talking about, Haynes. See? See how that works? You see how that works? All I had to do is. That's it. There's, there's I'm giving you free ad space. There's, there's a difference to paying someone for editing, which I'm more than happy to do. And asking someone for fifteen hundred dollars through cash out—that's okay. Look, different. Hey, look, first of all, you couldn't—you didn't have to deny it like that. First off, and then you wanted ad space. You said, "Oh man, give me some ad space." I'm like, "Hey, look, we charged a premium. This is probably the most premier fan-made Coyotes podcast you'll ever listen to. This is the top." Top of the amateurs. Ask for ad space. I thought we just yeah. worked that on him. I'm about to say, when did I ask for ad space? I hopped uh, onto the. It says right here. Started. I was it told says that I asked under, ad- It says right here under my Ottawa double standard star, Haynes Shills. So, I mean, look, I'm not saying you asked for it. I'm just saying it's there That's, on my sheet. So, uh, if I'm it's on the schedule. <laughs> if I remember correctly from that schedule, the beginning of that schedule. Schedule said Hank is going to talk about his new assignment or his new article. Yeah, you're in so school or don't, what? Don't, don't, we're not throwing this to me. Like, okay. I asked for that. All right, we're sponsored by Ray's Energy Drink this week, boys. We're sponsored by Ray's again. Use promo code CHIRPINYONIS at checkout to save 15%. Also counts for apparel. We could have had a really cool article to talk about, you know, but you know what? Now we have to go and change uh, everything on the fly. I, I still you're have a cool article I can talk about. I still have a Okay, cool well, maybe next week when you get my when you get my bill in the mail, oh, maybe next week we can talk about wow. it. Because we ain't missing my question of the week. That's for sure. That's important. If, if Ray ever actually listens to us, we are going to get dropped so fast. <laughs> no. No. They need sponsorships. <laughs> I mean, no, they don't need them. They need a, we need them more than they need us, obviously. Obviously, we're, we're their premier source for all things. And we received exactly 0.00000 from them. Yeah, actually, I spent money. I spent two fifty on a freaking um, apple flavored crap at a Q- uh, deliciousness at freaking QT. Like, holy crap! Oh God! Dig in the grave, man. Dig in the grave. Uh, you know what? I've had one foot in the grave since. Anyways, doesn't matter. The Apollo's good. The Apollo one's legitimately pretty good. I used to, man, I used to like Apple things, so I thought it'd be safe, but that was just too sour. I don't know, Ray's. I mean, if I can give some, uh, uh, you know, constructive criticism, I would say don't make it a sour, because that was too sour. 
Wasn't a fan. But the Apollo's <laughs> really good. Tastes like a bomb pop, which Grandy loves, by the way. I don't forget. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. You said it reminds you of freedom. I don't like cherry flavored stuff. That's all there is. I, I, I like bomb blueberry. Pops. Bomb pops are good. Bomb pops That's are what I'm best saying. Alright, you can show your article at the end now if you want. What? You're allowed to show your article at the end if you want. There you go. I put it back in the schedule. Do you want me to talk about my article? Stay on my good graces. We'll talk about it. So (laughs) I want anybody that's listening tonight to remember that. So when I get a when I get another request to cash app the next day for two thousand dollars, I have proof. Hey, don't encourage me. Don't encourage me. I will do it. I'm gonna (laughs) remind you. So I can stay up later than you will. And I will decline it. Okay, we'll keep on declining. <laughs> Good. Good. All right, so, Granny, <laughs> do you want to get into the? Uh, <laughs> do we want to get into the Ottawa double standard that we had planned, or should we go on to my question of the week? Do it. Uh, we've Ottawa. been on this for what an hour? Uh, a little over an hour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some time. Let's do Ottawa. All right, Granny. Unless any of you guys need to be off for any time soon. No. Oh. Nope. Okay, so to me, the Ottawa double standard is something that's a little ridiculous around the NHL. In the Ottawa Senators, you have extremely rough, bad ownership. You have a cheapskate owner who, whenever he signs a free agent tends to backload as much as he possibly can in their deal and then trade them before those backloaded years come up. You have you have uh, scandals galore come out of there. You have attendance issues, especially compared to the rest of the Canadian clubs. You have monetary issues. Yet, I've never once seen an Ottawa Senators relocation ruling. I've never once seen a call for the Ottawa Senators being or not being able to support a team. Um, and it's uh, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that the Ottawa Senators should move. I'm just saying don't wish this on another fan base. Especially when you refuse to call out a fan base that's in your own country simply because it would lessen the amount of teams in your country. It's just, let us have our... You have your team. Let's keep it this way. There's no need for the Ottawa Senators to move. There's no need for the Arizona Coyotes to move. There's no need for any team right now to move. None. I get incredibly frustrated by double standards. I try to call it out when I see it, and I try to keep it away from myself. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to call for the Ottawa Senators to move, because I know how much that talks for a fan. But, but, I'm just saying, call on us to move. Don't do stuff like this, because we do the same things the Ottawa Senators do. That's the end of my rant. Um, you guys have anything you want to add? Yes. 
Conversely calling. Yes, actually, this time I will elaborate. Thank you. Uh, I think pass the podium my way. I'm actually calling for the NHL to move the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, screw them. You can go ahead and move them. That's fine. Uh, what's it called? Houston will take them. Houston Senators? That's pretty cool. Yeah, the owner that doesn't want an NHL team in his basketball arena will definitely love that. So, you know, go ahead. Let's do that. Or Quebec? Hmm? Quebec's not even a real place. I have never seen a French-Canadian, so I don't think Quebec is a real place. Move them there. I never heard of it. Have you heard of Quebec until now? I sure haven't. So, again, if we're going to move places, let's go ahead and move them. Okay. Let's move the Dallas Stars while we're at it. They already moved once. And there goes our Quebec listeners. Good. They're not even real. They're not even real. I don't see... I'll check the heat map when we're done with this podcast. I bet you you don't have any. You know why? Because the eastern side of Canada is just water. There's nothing there but, like, penguins or something. I don't know. So, have you ever been there? I haven't. I'm French Canadian, you ass. Are you? Oh, well. I've never seen you in person. So, again, you could just be a voice. So, I don't know. Again... I cannot confirm nor deny, as I've not seen you in person. I cannot deny or confirm that you are or are not a real person. So, go ahead and I'll put forth the motion. Let's move the Ottawa Senators. We just talked about this story about how I have an uncle that's digging into our family side of the history. And I can directly trace my lineage back to some of the earliest people that were in Montreal and Quebec and all of this. And we were talking about this and I was so excited. And nope, that's not a real place. Yeah, it's like Roanoke or something. I don't know, bro. I, you know what I'm saying? I never met a French Canadian until now. So, you're my first experience. Sue me. <laughs> I mean, come Good on. Lord, Tyler. What? <laughs> Am I being insensitive to the French Canadians? I apologize. You make good French I like coffee it. or whatever it's called. French vanilla is pretty good. French vanilla. I like that. <laughs> Poutine <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> That's a French Canadian. <laughs> please what? say French fries, Taylor. Please say French fries. <clears throat> French fries? Oh, yeah. I guess, well, they didn't make those. The Belgians did. <laughs> exactly. I was just hoping that you would. Oh, I was like, ha <laughs> Toxic French fries, aren't, French fries aren't real either. <laughs> now that I've yeah. talked about now that I've talked about the double standards, and then Tyler completely eradicates all of that talk about double <laughs> no, standards. No, it was it was all valid. You're one hundred percent valid. I totally agree. Bad. I agree. I agree with you. I'm, I'm saying I just wanted to say, hey, look, I mean, if you wanna if you wanna talk about moving our team, well, you know what? Let's move your team. In fact, let's move uh, all yes. the teams. <laughs> Except for I don't, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good God! The only good, the only good fan for the Ottawa that I know of was Alex Trebek. Only one, only good fan that I know. R.I.P. Yeah, well, he, he, he to be honest. He ain't here to save their asses now. Exactly. Now I can move them. <laughs> I can just get the truck overnight. Do it, uh, Atlanta Flame style. This is why relocation rumors will never end. Yeah, <laughs> see? You guys like that? How, how's it feel with your team? Huh? Yeah, all right, Detroit. Let's move you. Huh? You like that? <laughs> so let's move you. <laughs> You're on my little Caesars. So you know what I'm saying? Like I've all respect to Mr. I, but like, you know, I'm just, I'm sick of it. It gets so oh, annoying yeah. to be like the minute the minute it, Glendale's like, well, we don't need an arena. Everyone's like, oh, that's it. They're going to Houston. I'm like, okay. Well, guess who else is going to Houston? Please Not me. Tell the traffic's me terrible. This, 
this out. Please help Why? me. Why should I? Because we do have listener bases. You've showed me the heat map. You've been it's so pretty awesome. proud. It's gotten so big, too. It is huge now, by the way. Our heat map is ridiculous. But okay, fine. I'll edit most of it out. I'm sorry, all the French Canadians are listening tonight. I'm not. <laughs> what? <laughs> Aren't they editing out the part of the French Canadians? Like, what is wrong? Yeah, that's a great time to go to the Tyler's question of the week. Hopefully yeah, what team would you relocate besides the Coyotes? How about that? That's the question of the week. What team would you relocate besides the Coyotes? I don't care how ridiculous. Let's move them all. I want to hear a scenario for all 32 teams. Can I go first? No, I'm just kidding. Vegas. It's adorable. Uh, Vegas. Who's Seattle? They don't have any fans anyway. They never had a single fan in the arena. Who's <laughs> Seattle? <laughs> they don't have any fans. I've never seen one. Look at their I attendance record. Abysmal. I, I think every team last year that was not allowed to have capacity yeah, exactly. games automatically lose their hockey team. Yeah, right? Come on down, Ottawa. Come down to Houston. You're going to love it here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll cut out the part with the French Canadians, but I still stand by my Ottawa. I don't care. Move them. I don't like them anyway. Ugly jerseys. I don't All care. Right. All the oldest team in the NHL. Whatever. Who cares? All right. Question of the week. It's a simple one. Real easy. Real twosies, easies. Basically, the question is, if you could rename the Coyotes, who would you rename them? Could be anything. Could be Ottawa Sanders. I don't care. <laughs> Arizona Ottawa Senators. There we go. They don't exist. <laughs> yeah, oceanfront property right there. That's where the arena is. In Arizona. Oh boy. Oh my god. I I don't think I've renamed the Coyotes, man. You have to. That's a question. You have to. I don't want Gun to. to your head. Gun to your head. You have to. All right, I'm going first then, because I'm taking the easy out. I'm going Arizona Kachinas. Wow. That's so lame. Get out of here. Fired. (laughs) All right, next. Mac, you're next on the the guillotine. Let's see what you got. Let's go with uh, the Arizona Arizona Devil Ice. That's kind of lame, but I don't know. Devil Ice? Devil ice? I don't know. Devil, double. You said something with the devil in it. You know, I don't know. I liked it. Wasn't prepared. (laughs) All right, Haynes, what you got? Uh, I I I want to try to keep something close to the Coyotes. So I would say like Arizona Desert Dogs, because I mean that can mean kind of anything. It Doesn't necessarily have to mean a coyote. Okay. Not bad. All right, we're letting you down, I'm Tyler. Go with my. Yeah, I a little bit. Mine. <laughs> okay. I want to go with my Northern Arizona lineage. Let's go. With the... Canada's not Northern Arizona. <laughs> Let's go with the Arizona Coca-Pellis. There you go. I like that. Arizona Coca-Colas. Weird choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good god! Tyler's just combative. I never should have brought up the Ottawa subject. Yeah. No, I hate them. Leave me alone. I don't like them. I don't <laughs> like them. I don't like what they stand for. They make me upset. Jesus. And with Alex Trebek gone, their shield is gone. My fury and ire are pointed right at him. Dead I center. this would be a nice way to just show that, hey, look, you guys have the same thing, too. We actually have quite a few listeners in Canada that we aren't after this podcast. 
let's just okay. let's just I'll bring your poutine and come on down to my house. That's either way. Let's meet in the middle. <laughs> meet in the middle, nope. like Detroit. Nope. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, never a dull moment on this podcast. Nope. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take an easy one as well and go with. Um, let's see here. At this point, Arizona Hot Shots. I know the football team. That's not a bad name. Honestly, that one. But uh, just kind of, uh, I, I love the idea. They announced it, even though that that team's not around and. That league's not around anymore. I thought it was a really cool tribute to pay uh, to name a team after um, those firefighters that uh, bra- bravely fought and ultimately, unfortunately, were, were lost. But uh, I just like everything it signifies. It's got deep ties to our state, and obviously it's uh, honoring you know great men and women. Um, so that's probably the way I'd go. That's a really good team nickname, legitimately. That's a good one. I'm satisfied. That's good. I, I changed like mine. I'm going, since I have to change it from the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> and for some reason, New Jersey already has a devil, so we're not going to even do devils. I was just saying devils because I know people are in an uproar about the Sun Devils. Uh, oh, it's so lame, lame, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But so let's go something realistic. <clears throat> in four years, it's going to be the Tempe. Uh, the, the, the Tempe. Ah, Tempe party goers? I don't know. So it's gonna be Tempe something. There, there we, we go. go. Here we go. Tempe Red Solo Cups. Yeah. If they move to Tempe, that's like a mile and a half from my work. So I'm, I'm I go to Coyote games by myself. So I'll I'll definitely you be walk. Here's one person who's <laughs> going to a lot more games if it's in the in Tempe or in the East Valley. So hopefully that comes to there. fruition. All right, there you go, Tempe. There's your bid winner right there. The party goes. Boots, 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 boots. What you got, Granny? Let's guarantee we get him. Let's just name the team after him. Tempe Matthews. There you go. Right? I was going to say, yeah. Oh, I don't even go into Have his face, his, his logo, his and everything name? with his mustache. What? The stash. The stash. AM34. Yeah. Really oh, cool that place would be rocked out of the Tempe stashes. I like yeah, it. Dude. Yes, I like it. Big old porn stash. <laughs> See, look, now we got right, more. Right in center ice, a big old stash. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Drop your sticks. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. god. Oh god. Do we have to air this one? Can we just start over? Can we just, can we just start it over? From the, we'll do. Take it from the top. We'll just cut it in half. Oh yeah, yeah. Start over. We. Cut off the Ottawa part. Yeah. Redo the question of the week. Oh man. <laughs> this episode's gonna be like forty-five uh, minutes long then. <laughs> we're Oops. golden. Oh my yeah, God. honestly, I may leave. I'll listen to it again and maybe I'll leave it. I'm not sure. So if I did cut it out, this part's probably sounding pretty weird as to what I cut out or didn't. So hey. Future me, thank you. <laughs> Whatever you decided to do, I appreciate it. I'm sure you made the right choice. <laughs> sure you did. I trust you. The future's it in our hands. Like one of those so. episodes where it's like, keep. It's like choose your own pathway. It's like keep there you go. The, the long version, or you know, you you're can Canadian skip over the Ottawa part. If you're Canadian, <laughs> <laughs> if you're French Canadian, let's live in Ottawa. Then go ahead and click it. If 
we're going to be real. If we cut out Tyler's rant, we just need to cut out my rant and just get rid of that subject entirely. <laughs> While you're at it, cut out the, the, the devil part. The, or something. Cut out, just cut out my whole part. Let's just pretend I wasn't here. Okay. <laughs> Craig knows all, though. Craig's staring at you right now. <laughs> y'all, y'all, remembers all. Y'all go ahead and just cut out my awkward silenceness earlier there when y'all said North America. And I just long paused and say, I was like, y'all, y'all this man, controller that disconnected. Three of the pod by the time all these cuts are done. Oh my God. Yeah. Future me's. I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll be uh, fine, yeah. future me. We have beer. Right, we'll so. write a script for next time, boys. We'll just go ahead and write everything down on notepads and just say what's on our notepads. That's what we're supposed to have with this nice little guideline here. <laughs> yep. It never works, though. Look, if you want professional, super professional, I should say, commentary, you watch NHL Network. You want something awesome that's going to give you the real feelings of real fans, you watch us. That's our shtick. That's what we do. And the dogs give you a cheap cheeseburger, we give them... Pretty good commentary. That's what we do. That's our thing. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do strong. My name, I'm going to steal the Arizona Rattlers. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. The jersey colors, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm just taking that. That's, that's the new hockey team name. That's what I took. It's ours. That's all right. Yeah, right? I don't know. The old logo, though. That new one looks really weird. But that old one, like the blue R or whatever, that, that was pretty cool. Looking. New one, not so much. The Tempe Monsoons. I like it. There you Haboobs. go. My cousin plays for the uh, East Valley Monsoons. Haboobs. The Haboobs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Haboobs. No, don't do it, Chase. Don't do it. Is that editing enough? We've edited enough out. <laughs> don't make that joke. I know it's in there. I know it's coming. I was like, wait, hey, hey. Whistle, whistle. Oh, God. All right. Oh, yeah. Haynes, since you paid for the ad space, thank you very much. Uh, go ahead and talk about your new article you got for us. <laughs> um, so I got an article in the works. Uh, I'm shooting for this weekend to have it out. I'm shooting for Sunday at the latest to have it out. Um, pretty much, I'm just gonna go into depth. I wanna talk about the uh, ten uh, top ten prospects in Arizona Coyote system right now. Um, haven't got much work into it. I would love for anybody listening and any of you guys to you know pitch out to me on social media, wherever, and you know. Give me some ideas of who you think the best, one of the best, or the top ten best prospects are in the system. And also, I want input from the fans. I want input input from you guys, from the listeners, everybody. So uh, that's kind of where I want to go with that. I definitely want to break that down a little bit, talk about that, especially with the whole uh, uh, rookie tournament coming up in Arizona. But I'm still working on a couple other off season pieces. But this is definitely the next one. I have coming out, so I would say for all viewers and listeners, look for that about around Sunday at the latest to be out. Maybe Monday at the absolute latest. I said Sunday at the latest. That's all that. on yeah, Sunday. I know, but I, I, I can't you help. You made a promise. Sometimes, sometimes the editing team can't get to the article in the day, so it gets pushed back a day. Well, if you paid us. And where can the listeners find that? Hands? Is that on the hockey network? <laughs> Yes, that is on the Hockey Writers. Y'all can find me there. If y'all go on the website, go to Central Division and click on Arizona Coyotes, you will find the list of writers for the team on there. You can find me and all my work on there. But, yes, that will be on the Hockey Writers. Boom. Get over there. there read it. He paid for the ad space, so make sure you go and check out that article. <laughs> that was 1500 bucks, right there. Well spent. <laughs> Good quality, baby. That's what we are. Uh. All right, is that it, boys? 
I That's think it. I'll do it. All right. Well, Mac, any uh, closing statements? Need ad no. space? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate <laughs> you guys having me on. We'll have to somehow try to get you guys on our podcast here coming up uh, one way or another. But, but yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a crazy off season. So I know Coyotes fans, some of them have lost their absolute minds, but I feel like most people have kind of, you know, submitted to the, to the rebuild idea. And I just, I just really hope it, this is the one that works. This is, Bill Armstrong, he's got the credentials. He's got, he's got the namesake behind him. So, you know, I'm I'm praying over here that here in the next couple years, by the time hopefully they they move to their new arena, you know, in three or four years, whatever it is, that that they're ready to blossom and they're ready to you know shut a lot of people up and and all those uh, Canadians, those French Canadians, they could they could uh, we could stick it to them pretty hard here. Finally become real. Yeah. Finally become. Very well said, man. I couldn't be in a, in agreement anymore. Um, Mac, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, is, is your week one pod up on YouTube already? No, it should probably be out tomorrow. So, but tomorrow. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Everybody look out for that. So it's an awesome Arizona yeah, Cardinals uh, podcast it, that they do. Just so we're, just so we're clear. Cause it's at, this is debuting tomorrow. That's going to be tomorrow, Wednesday, the 10th. No, ninth. Wednesday the ninth. Yes, sir. Tomorrow's Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's Okay. Thursday, September the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, it's went two Wednesdays? Tomorrow's oh, my Monday. I really I really want that three day weekend. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, but yeah, in closing, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I know we got a little off topic on quite a few things here tonight, but uh, always appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, you know, you guys are what makes all this worth it. Um, we have a blast doing this, and uh, you know, just want to continue to make good stuff for you guys. But uh, boys, always a pleasure. Love talking hockey with you, Haynes. Excited to have you here with us full time, Mac. Like I said before, man, it was a pleasure, and can't wait to check out your guys' stuff tomorrow. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's uh, oh, yeah. the RBR podcast um, on Twitter. If you guys are interested, and YouTube, right? That's where the podcast is like hosted. Yeah, Redbird Red Zone podcast. Yep, on YouTube as well. And I think we're gonna be trying to make it to Spotify. So I think that's kind of what the holdup is right now. So we'll see. We're moving on up. I'm a boomer, so I'm just letting all the the young young bucks do, handle all that out. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, hopefully, we have some good things on the horizon here, following the Suns' playoff run to the finals. Hopefully, you know the Cardinals can do the same thing. And who knows? I mean, the Coyotes. I think we're gonna we're gonna they could surprise us. They they've added some vets to the team, and you know Bill Armstrong's keeping who he wants. So. I can see them maybe not being, you know, bottom five. So I think they'll, they'll, they'll keep our interest throughout the year, even if you're just like a kind of a fair weather fan. I think they might be able to show us a little something for the future. Uh, to be completely honest, I think uh, in Bong's eyes, if we're not bottom five, he's going to view the season as a failure. Yeah. I, I think know. he I... wants that top ten. Yeah. Well, it's just, no, I know. I know. He set us up to fail. We have to fail.
<laughs> we have to. Yeah, I I mean, the, the best way he did that was get rid of our fucking get up, ooh, get rid of our uh, our best goalies. You know, that's what kept us in games for for so long over these last couple of years is elite goaltending, and we don't have that no more. So yeah, I mean, it, it could be rough. I'm trying to think on the positive. You know, why why to tune in? But yeah, I think uh, we all were. Uh, Carter Hutton. Yeah, the elite goaltender. <laughs> hey, right. He's gonna pop so many pucks, bro. Oh yeah, the brick wall, Hutton. Well, okay. Let's say this. So hopefully the Cardinals can follow the Suns' path, <laughs> and hopefully the Coyotes can follow the. Hopefully the Coyotes can follow the D-backs' path, considering uh, we're tied oh, for the gosh, worst record in, in MLB right now. So yeah, so we have uh, the best of both worlds, I guess, or the worst of one world and the best of the other. Yeah, and a Montana. But like I said, even if we are bad, even if we are that bad, and Max absolutely right. I'm I was just throwing that out there more as a joke than anything else. Max absolutely right. We could surprise and finish outside the top five. We could finish as a better team than we all think. Especially if Keller has the leap many of us on the pod think he can thinks he can. Um It blows my mind he's still only twenty three. He just turned twenty three. It's crazy. I know. When I looked that up and I saw that he's younger than DeAndre Ayton, it's like, there's no way. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And it's, it, that's why it frustrates me so much that there seems to be so many Coyotes fans that treat him like he's a finished product. Yet those same Coyotes fans that I see that are Suns fans will sit there and defend Ayton to the ends of the earth. And I'm not trying to say anything bad about Ayton. I love Ayton. I'm just saying that Bring that same energy. That's all. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, just bring that same energy. Don't treat Keller as a finished product. He's not. That's true. Um, it's, it's just he got paid. You know what I mean? So people people put that no, on him, which I, is fair. I'm, I mean, it is what it is. You know, you're professional. So, but It is, absolutely. It is. He's he has to live up to that contract, and this yeah. is such a maker beer for him on that. It's just it's fair to hold it up to him, but at the same time, it is a little unfair to hold a twenty-two year up, twenty-two year old up to a level that. Yeah, it's just fair, but a little unrealistic. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah, that's where my frustrations with it come in. Um, but we're going off track again. Man, we 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 really <laughs> do need a script. Yeah, we should invest in that writing team notes. <laughs> now we well, have Haynes's shill money. We're good. But as always, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Mac, for being uh, being on. We look forward to having you on again. Hopefully sometime during the season. Um, Haynes, thank you for joining us full time. We look forward to having you a part of the pod going forward. It's been a blast these last three episodes having you on. So, and I think the report is good. So I'm looking forward to our future together. And I've always lo- I've always loved reading your work before you're even a member of the pod. So, uh, well. I appreciate that. I I love getting to be a part of this podcast, and I'm looking for a very bright, successful future, continuing to be on this podcast. So I, I thank you all for letting me get to come on here and talk hockey, and I'm glad you all like my work. And 
I hope that everybody out there likes my work. And if you don't, it's understandable. I get that everybody won't like what I put out there, but I'm I'm glad that people that do like my work are out there read it and support what I'm doing. So thank you all to everybody out there. And to my French Canadian brother brethren. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to the shit poster among us. Yeah. Oh, it was it was a funny now run. It was all in good fun. All in good fun. I love the poutine too. Poutine is delicious. I love it. God, Jesus. Oh just... You gotta end the episode oh. now. You gotta end it. Just uh, end it's it. poutine. I know. It was a joke. I love you all. Thank you all for listening out there. Especially Australia, by the way. We keep going up and down in the rankings in Australia. There's someone out there listening. Maybe some, I don't know, Australians out there. I really appreciate that. Maybe there's a hockey fan out there. But um, yeah. And surprisingly well with the Germans, too. Yes. Yeah, they're still loving us in the Belgians. Who have actually been in French fries, you know, just to finish Thank that round off. Uh, yep. Yes, it is. Yeah. And we will accept Coyotes fans from anywhere and everywhere. Except Welcome aboard. Because if Welcome you're going to stick with us through these next couple of years, you deserve to be on. <laughs> yeah, we should all drink together. Yes. We'll take over one of the frat houses at ASU. <laughs> <laughs> Erpignotes, baby. I mean, you guys are bringing on beer, of course. But, you know, we'll all be there, so I'll sign autographs. <laughs> all right, and with that, thank you, Mac, again for appearing on our show. Uh, thank you guys for listening to a, once again, chaotic episode. And we will see you probably next week or the week after. Uh, talk to you guys later.